Hey everyone, just a quick disclaimer before this experiment of an episode. This is the first episode of It's a Gundam that we've recorded remotely, and we definitely had some audio issues, which are mostly fixed by next episode, uh, although we then switched them out for some different audio issues, but we definitely have them sorted out by episode three of this. A sub-podcast within a podcast whose name I'm not going to spoil because Jeremy introduces it in the episode. Also, because there's not a great spot to do mid-spots on these, hey, plug, plug, plug patreon etc all right let's dive in It's a Gundam Presents. My name is Jeremy. I'm your favorite Gunpla is... model, Tyler. This is always the order we do it in, Zach. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you were really quiet, and I wasn't sure if uh, you were waiting for me or something like that. Uh, my, my name is Zach. I'm apparently confused. COVID still rages on, and we are just about out of What's a Gundam episodes, because Kevin and I really can't record that show online we probably could do regular it's a gundam online if we really had to but after discussing it since we're so close to the end of destiny we decided we wanted to procrastinate that horror show a little bit longer with an even worse horror show i don't know that this is a horror show because it starts out stupid and i assume it ends stupid so it's not changing anything we know what we're getting into from the start exactly it tries to grapple with ideas they're ideas you've seen in other fiction done much better to the point where they're kind of cliche and, like, its biggest, like, problem might be just not doing anything with that cliche. <laughs> anyway, since we decided we wanted to put up Destiny, apologize if you're looking forward to the end. Trust us, we are too. We just want to do it in the best way we possibly can because we are looking forward to it. And because I didn't want to not release anything once we run out of What's a Gundam, I came up with a podcast idea in, like, five minutes. And apparently my curse is that I'm too good at pitching podcast ideas. <laughs> I really like this idea. <laughs> it, it's not so much that you're too good at pitching podcast ideas, so much as it is that me and Tyler can't be asked to come up with them. So when you're like, hey, I have an idea, it's like, all right. I was going to be more generous to everyone involved and say, you know your audience. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is true, too. I'm all, That's the reason I'm good at pitching games when I want to DM. But just to tease out a little longer before we reveal what we're doing today, I am kind of scared because, uh, as you may know, I've been unemployed for almost an entire year, which means I just think of podcast ideas all the time. (laughs) And my mom, saying she watches soap operas would be generous, but she's the sort of person that if the TV's not on, she's not comfortable. So soap operas are on in my house for all the hours that soap operas air. And, you know, recently we did our holiday episode of Jumpstart Weekly. And one of the reasons I like to do that is that you guys get to experience what I experienced at the start of doing Jumpstart Weekly, where you don't know anything that's going on in any of the titles. And you're like, My Hero Academia, I recognize that. This is familiar (laughs) and comfortable. I know what a Deku is. I kind of want to do a podcast where uh, me and a partner watch, like, Days of Our Lives every episode. And at the end of each week, we try to figure out who the characters are and what's going on in Days of Our Lives. (laughs) it's not a good idea i don't actually want to do it but every time i go downstairs at like two-ish o'clock i think that's when days of our lives is on and i see sunny there and like there's a dramatic cut away from a dramatic thing because that's all soap operas are with that dramatic sting i'm like man 
Well, I'm certainly glad I'm too busy for something like that, because that sounds really dumb. I also don't... Like, Dave's of Your Lives must be streaming somewhere, right? It must be? Uh, I haven't looked, but it probably is. Uh, it looks like nbc.com it is streaming for free <laughs> well, you couldn't they know you can't get someone to pay Holy for days of our lives cra- okay i'm sorry it's only the most recent i think season single season do you want to guess what season days of our lives is on right now i'm gonna say I 35 say 52 did you say 52 jeremy i did okay uh you are substantially closer but, but not- I went over. neither of you has gone over <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it is at 56 seasons okay okay <laughs> when you said neither of us had gone over my first thought was uh like are, are we like just like not even halfway there holy crap do you guys know how many episodes are in a season of days of yeah, our lives they do one every weekday for a year yeah 250 ish i didn't realize there was so many how they do 250 episodes a season? A season, well, yeah. A, yeah, a season is a year, so yeah, that makes sense. It's like Super Sentai and Crack. They only do an episode every week, and they take Christmas off. I think anime schedules production is crazy. That's why they can't have plots. Although, to be fair, they have a ton of characters, so I imagine you just shoot all your scenes for a week. I, I don't know how soap opera production D- works. I feel that would be a fascinating job. Though, Dumb honestly. question. Do they yeah. have the same actors? <laughs> no. Actors get replaced on that all the time. Characters, it, soap operas are worse than comic books in terms of characters dying and coming back, and frequently when they come back, they're a new actor. Not all the time. I guess that makes a certain amount of sense because you wouldn't want them to uh, be able to claim any kind of like amount of cash to get because they'd been on there for a certain amount of time. Some soap stars they keep on for that long. Like the character, the actor who plays Jason right now, who I know he was on when I was in high school. Jason Voorhees, that popular Days of Our Lives character, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he kills all the teenagers. You know, I just realized I could see them releasing, like, a Days of Our Lives-style show that stars Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, and Freddy Krueger. Look, I would make that show. I, I know you would. <laughs> I don't know that I'm the most qualified to do it, but I would. Anyway, instead of that terrible idea... We have a different terrible idea. I was thinking about COVID and how we can't get together. So I was like, oh man, is there a Gundam series about not being together and instead just like talking to your friends online and the importance of those relationships? I'm like, oh yes, my least favorite Gundam series. (laughs) So with that, it's a Gundam presents, are we Gundam or are we Isekai? (laughs) A sub series that will be watching episodes of Gundam Build Divers until we can get back together and abandon this project as qu- as quickly as possible to go back to Destiny. Yes. Unlike what's a Gundam, this will not be continuing unless you give us an arbitrary amount of money on Patreon. I'm not even setting a goal because I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, unlike uh, Zach explaining 40k to me, or I guess much like Zach explaining 40k to me, this has a hard cutoff of whenever we start recording regular episodes of It's a Gundam again. If you're listening to this on Patreon, Merry Christmas, because hopefully I'll get it out before Christmas. If you're listening to this in the regular feed, God, hope 2021 is better than 2020, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a... It's a low so. bar. It's a low bar. Um, yeah, but there's still that bar there. Like, You could trip over it and, and just fall. So, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Look, a lot of people have joked that 2020 is going to end with just Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon playing, and it's actually just episode one. 
<laughs> so, Gundam Build Divers is the newest show we've ever covered for It's a Gundam. Started after we released the podcast, not just after we started recording it like Iron Blooded Orphans. Came out in 2018. I watched it as it was coming out because I'm a masochist. And so how did that work out for you? I mean, they just kept hitting me with the soft padded stuff. I couldn't get any of that good pain. <laughs> it wasn't a good time. It's done by the same director as Gundam Build Fighters Try, which I like quite a bit, as well as Gundam Build Divers Re-Rise, the sequel, which is better, substantially, has a lot of the same problems. The more I watch this guy's work, the more I think he really accidented into a good thing with Try, in that he had a bunch of characters left over from the original Gundam Build Fighters, and there's one character archetype he's kind of good at, who accidentally feels like the main character in that show because the main character in that show is probably even more of a block of wood than Riku, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, now I know who he reminds me of. A block of wood? Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I was sitting there like, this guy reminds me of somebody, but I can't think of who. And he's got a lot of the same general like outlooks and whatnot to... Uh, Kami Joe just doesn't have the interesting thing, as the guy from uh, Certain Magical Index. I, I described him generously in my notes as the clueless exposition protagonist, which is an archetype. Yeah, that's about right. He reminds me of a Digimon protagonist, but I think that's just because these designs are very close to Digimon. Like, they're not quite there, but if you're like, oh, this is the new direction for a season of Digimon and you saw these characters, I think you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I had a little bit of a weird one coming into it, because I actually watched the prologue coming into this, so I thought I was going to get something a lot different, especially because, like, the main character of this, Riku, only shows up at, like, the last minute or so, so it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I don't know why Jeremy seems to hate this, and then I watched the first episode, I'm like, ah, I think I see it. <laughs> um, See, I had watched Gundam Build Fighters and Gundam Build Fighters Try, so I was also expecting something a bit different. I think, I'm pretty sure that Build Divers takes place in the same universe, just nebulously in the future. I also feel like the network told him he wasn't allowed to do that, so there are just these tiny hints everywhere, but it never is confirmed. What, that the, he, you don't think he was allowed to have them all take place in the same universe? That's just the impression that I get. I don't know that that's true. I mean, I would believe it since the last time they kind of tried to do something outside of the Universal Sentry taking place in the same universe as something else, or in earlier series, was uh, Destiny, and that didn't do too well. If you don't count the Double O movie. And Try takes place in the same thing as Build Divers, for sure. And Build Divers and Re-Rise are the same, for sure. There's an episode all about all your favorite characters from Build Divers coming back to hang out with the Re-Rise cast and just shoot me. On Crunchyroll... Uh, Re-Rise is actually on the same yeah. page. Also, talking about watching at the same time, I watched the dub for this because it was not dubbed when I originally watched it. The subtitles are not great for this. They just felt like a real rush job. For example, if you look at episode one on Crunchyroll, it says, uh, episode one, welcome to GBD. That's what the subtitles say the episode is called. The episode is called Welcome to GBN. The original title from the Japanese version is in English on the screen. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. I wonder if the subtitles were fixed later, or if I just flat out didn't notice. I know that was specifically the YouTube subtitles. The Crunchyroll subtitles might have been better, but if you look at the Crunchyroll episode name, it says Welcome to GBD, which is not a thing. That's pretty awesome, and I think actually the I think the title of this episode, not in the YouTube title, but like when they actually display it, says Welcome to GBD. When it's GBN, obviously. For what it's worth... 
it's right on the Funimation site. I was curious, so I just pulled it back up. Yeah, because Funimation has quality control. We'll see if they still have it when they have to, you know, sub and dub every anime for the rest of time. Well, so far they've been pretty good about it, so I I don't know if that's going to stay. I'm kind of worried for the future on that count, but that's unrelated. They, they, yeah, I was going to say that's unrelated, but they are headed for a major sea change. If you didn't know, they bought Crunchyroll, so... Or, although I don't think the deal is official yet, it's pretty much all over about the crying. Sony bought Crunchyroll specifically, uh, and they already own Funimation. And they're like, you're our anime wing, here you go, don't have any more resources for that probably. No, well, Sony said they literally want to have a monopoly on anime. They think that is a good business move. That is a it weird is move. technically fine, because it means any anime that gets sold is going to go through them, of course... Then they gotta worry about monopoly laws coming back to bite them, but I don't know that anybody in the U.S. government's gonna care. What they really have to worry is a bunch of Japanese studios have threatened to boycott. Now those are just threats, so who knows if there'll actually be any follow-up? Probably not, but that would be the real uh, potential threat there, I think. Anyway, we've danced around it. What did you guys think of Gundam Build Divers so far? You guys have not watched any of Gundam Build Fighters, or have you watched Gundam Double O, so you get all sorts of cool things introduced to you here instead of in a good place. So, from the start here, there is one character that I kind of liked, the trope for the like not not necessarily trope, but I liked the character itself. This episode reminded me a lot of my time with Tibia for unrelated reasons <laughs> and uh like it's got some really cool mobile suit designs yes but the problem there is it's like those are not things that you can really start a series around i didn't feel like i was in riku and whatever the hell his friend's name's corner at the moment yukio most people just call him yuki which is a much more reasonable name but his name is yukio so like it's hard to say one way or the other, one episode in, whether or not there's anything here. Because, to be fair, Kira was kind of bland early on and built up. But even in the first episode, there were those like those actual character elements to him. Whereas this kid is like, I want to build and use these gunpla. And it's like, do you have any other character traits? The answer is apparently no, other than dumb as a brick. I don't feel like he's that dumb, just ignorant. He's he's not as dumb as even, I would say, the standard anime protagonist. But now I'm defending Riku, and that's not what I want. I, I call him <laughs> dumb as a brick because one of the central conflict points in this episode, actually, I think the only conflict point in this episode, relies on him being too stupid to read fucking prompts. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the prompt is in English. Do you think he knows English? Yeah, given how great the English voice acting for everything in the GBN is, I imagine he doesn't speak English. But dive stop! Ow! It's almost uh, ca- catch the pass, shoot the pass, uh, shoot the puck, I don't know. The English in this was unintelligible to me, a native English speaker. I find it charming, but you're not wrong. So that, that was my kind of thing about there. What was yours, Tyler? Your impression. That's the word I was looking for. I simultaneously have a lot of opinions on this show and yet feel nothing about it. I, th- I think is the most brief synopsis I can I didn't possibly do. hate it. It was just one of those things where it was like, yep, this is a uh, th- this is a 30-minute unit of anime. I think I summed up this entire episode and I think probably this entire anime as buy all of our games and toys. Yeah, it, it, it is a 30-minute commercial. That is true. 
Yeah, and I think the frustrating thing about that is that's certainly true of Build Fighters and Try, but it felt so much better. The thing was, it was an effective commercial. I own, like, 30 Gundam model kits now, and I had a fun time watching those show. I even recently rewatched Build Fighters and enjoyed the rewatch, almost as much as the original watch. And it's important to distinguish it from Build Divers, although it's, like, almost the exact same concept, right? I mean, there's no MMO aspect to it. It's just like the combat thing? Yeah, it's just build model. Um, it's very Yu-Gi-Oh-esque, and it's like a tournament arc, and they're going to this big competition. One of the things I like about it more, and this is a very small aspect that doesn't even really come up this episode, is that they are physical models that are like doing the fighting. So if your model gets wrecked, you have to repair it and rebuild it, which you know is not as big a stake as actual Gundam, where you know that presumably costs money off screen and a, and probably a life if the pilot gets toasted. But conversely, because it's about modeling, you see more of it because you see the character having to rebuild it. Like in Gundam Build Fighters, they have a backup mobile suit they use if their main one gets beat up too bad to be repaired before the next fight. And that's a cool aspect. (laughs) Whereas in this, it's just a video game. So like there's no stakes. Yep. I mean, on the one hand, that's kind of neat. Of course, me being me, I immediately started asking questions of... How exactly does the system know what abilities to give everything if you have these custom builds for stuff? Like, It's based on color. How does it's that fine. work? Like, How does the guy have a hidden energy sword? Like, Because you can't really model and show that. But you can. You just cut a little socket in there. I don't know. I assume it's some, some uh, combination of ultrasound, and then there's just a giant spreadsheet This somewhere. is just me being me again about, like, I need to know the specifics, and the thing is not interested in explaining that. At least this first episode was. Oh yeah, not at all. I, I would even say Build Fighters is super interested in that, other than it's like, the computer knows everything about Gundam, so if you throw a camphor with a in there, but it's got a Gundam's beam rifle, it'll read the beam rifle right. But it very much is, you have to model it. It's WYSIWYG and the computer detects it. When I was watching this, my first thought was, you know, if this actually existed as a thing, I would definitely be interested in it. But I want to know how it works. I I really should stop wanting to know how things work in a lot of series, but there it is. All right. I think that does it for first impressions. Shall we stop putting this off and get into it? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm nearly as averse to it as you are. Well, Jeremy's seen the whole thing. I kind of understand where he's coming from on that count, but... I have abandoned all hope. Oh, boy. I had it. I watched this whole series with it. I don't know. I guess we open on a ridiculously large crowd getting ready to go to the Gunpla base, which, like, is this new? I believe this is a real thing in Japan. I would believe it. At the very least, this this is a tournament thing going on that I think that's the idea here, is that there's a big exhibition tournament. What are you asking what is new? I was talking about the building specifically, which I believe is a real place. Yeah, no, I was wondering about the building. I guess I'm actually wondering, like, what is drawing this crowd? Because, like, is it the exhibition match? Yeah, the exhibition match would be my guess, because here in a bit we find out that the champion is there. Yuki just told us, Gumpla Battle is the hottest thing right now, Tyler. And if the champion is there, then that would draw a lot of people. But if it's always been around, then why are there a bunch of people? And the exhibition match is a fine argument for that. It's just like, because it's that type of anime, you have to start with the protagonist in a crowd, having the concept introduced to him. Yeah. And this is even, like, I don't want to say more confusing, but if you've watched Build Fighters, like, it was kind of had the feeling of, like, a small sport, like a volleyball, I guess, like, equivalent, of, like, there are people who are really into it, and it gets TV coverage, but it's not on network television. It's on, like, ESPN 8, the Ocho type of thing? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, maybe a couple higher than that. And you can fill a stadium for it, but you can fill a stadium for the world tournament. If it was a regular season, it wouldn't draw football crowds. So it'd be it, it's something more akin to uh, esports. That's another metaphor I used a lot. But I think the idea here is that now it has gotten big, big, is what they're saying. Like, like this is baseball big. Yeah, now. Because now it's a video game, and now anyone can do it. Can it's what play. League could have been. <laughs> so yeah, we get our main characters, Riku and Yuki. Yuki is a nerd, so he knows everything, and he had an extra ticket to invite Riku. Who is completely clueless about this hot new thing that's happening. To be fair, he's like, what? You 10? know, the, they so. show a reverse shot of, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the unicorn from, like, the... Yeah, this is yeah, the, the building that the, the new statue of the right? unicorn Gundam. Which has under construction at the time. My first thought was, is this the M9 from Full Metal Panic? Because Sergeant Mao's M9 has that horn on the front of it. And I haven't actually seen Unicorn, so that was the first place my brain went, even though obviously it's going to be something related to Gundam. So Riku is distracted by the under-construction life-size Unicorn Gundam and gets lost in the line. Comically lost. It's very chibi. And apparently gets dumped out in the Hall of Gunpla. But that gives him time to admire it without his friend dragging him along. What? Okay, wait, really quick. What are all these, like, Beetle-inspired ones? Because these are pretty rad. It's just a common motif, because Beetles are popular in Japan among kids. The, the Byerlant was actually one of them. That's fair. This one right here, this is actually kind of a fun little reference with this black and gold samurai-looking thing. Because this is actually from, I think it's Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. Yes. I was going to guess a Super Robot no, it, it Wars is a, because of the It's color a specific scheme. Gundam that they created for the Dynasty Warriors Gundam games. The Build Diver series, the Build Fighter series kind of started this, but the Build Diver series goes real hard with it. It gets lots of very obscure references like that. Um, there's another one coming up soon, although that one's more marketing than reference. I'm assuming that's a diorama reference. Yeah. And this is a reference to a Super Robot Wars game. Uh, this Destiny versus... What is the... What's the one on the... Uh, that's the Age 1 Titus, I think? It's one of its forms. The Age 1 is kind of like the Strike in that it has multiple... Packs on setups. it? Yeah. Yeah, I recognized the Destiny, and I thought the other one was the Maxter, so... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, similar look to the Maxter. I can definitely see why you'd make that mistake. Zarika's like, ah, oh, a bunch of models. And Yuki's like, there you are, come on. They already started. Although, to be fair, like the diorama ones, that'd be rad as hell. Oh, yeah, I look at the finalists for the, the Gumpla Builders Cup every year, and there are always some great dioramas in there. And if uh, Sweet Rain has taught me anything, it's that every Japanese orphan wants a Gundam model for <laughs> yeah. Christmas. So they walk in to see uh, the tournament, and Riku has never seen a movie before, so he thinks the train is going to hit him. Well, like, <laughs> it, the whole thing goes away, so my first thought was, like, is this something that's specific to him, or has this happened to everybody? But then it's like, no, no, that's just him not ever having seen a movie before, like you said. Yep, I think he had a little bit of dysphoria, thinking that he was in a different place than he was. It doesn't look like a straight-up Aegis. I think it's slightly different, but it might mostly be the paint job. This thing here is a brand new model in 2018. It is an SD Gundam based on the Chinese Empress and the Kubali. I was gonna ask, because I am not a fan of the SD Gundam. Like, In with the other Gundams, specifically for me. Like, the SD Gundams by themselves, fine. The SD Gundams mixed with other Gundams looks really bad. Well, it's mainly because, like, in the SD Gundam series, if I remember correctly, like, the actual TV show, the Gundams themselves were sentient. Yeah. I don't super care for that idea. 
Especially when you're lining them up with the more real robot Gundams. But obviously they're trying to pay homage to everything with Gundam. I also don't mind the SDs in the Build Fighters universe because they started as model kits and then they needed to sell all their playsets and toys. So they made the shows where they were sentient. <laughs> and like they are like good little desk things because they're very quick model kits to put together, kind of like bobbleheads. So I don't mind them being in here. I frequently like the way they're used and they're used pretty sparingly. But anyway, Yuki is like, you should be excited, audience and Riku. I don't know, from the opening, Jeremy, I think there's at least one of them on his team. There sort of is, but that's sparingly. There's one of them on his team. Yeah, this thing, is this the, because this, this is the champion's yeah. mobile suit. This thing is rad as hell. Yeah, this is the Age 2 Magnum, I believe, is what the champion's one is called. It's kind of a mix of all three of the Age Gundams. It's a very good design, but it's mostly the Age 2. Did it just shoot swords? It, it has funnels. Okay, that's rad. You get a much better look at it in the prologue because it's pretty prominently featured. That's the turn X. Yes, and before that was the Deja, which is Amuro's suit from Zeta Gundam. So we see the champion basically going through and just mopping up the competition. Of course, that was completely out of character for the turn X because he blew its arm off. The turn X comes apart. Well, maybe that one doesn't. It's bad model. That's true. What is that thing? Because that red thing actually looks kind of cool. That is the first animated appearance, I believe that's what it is, I'm not 100% sure of this, of the Savior Gundam, which is a missing link between the Aegis and the Destiny Gundams, specifically the Savior, huh. that was introduced in some manga. It's in uh, SD Generations Crossroads. It's, it's a, but you said it was the first appearance of the Savior. Oh, I'm sorry, the Tempest. That's, that's what I meant, oh. the Tempest. Did I save the Savior? Yeah, you did, sorry. Yeah, my bad. On the obscure ones, I will probably get some stuff wrong and say some wrong names because they kind of make There will head. probably be a lot of me asking what stuff is because for what little this has going for it, it does have some rad as hell designs. And as we go forward, the answer will more and more be that's a custom job. It's based on this, but clearly the wings are from that. It only appears in a cameo. It's not like someone's suit. But there is at one point a Freedom Gundam that's got the Wing Zero Customs angel wings that are painted blue that shows up. Yeah. That's the one that sticks with me. I just like this thing's giant-ass arms. It looks a lot like, uh, I forget what it's called, the thing from, I'm even forgetting her name, the thing from Code Geass. Oh, the Gurren Mark II? Yeah, thank you, the Gurren. Yeah, it's got a similar aesthetic. I can with see its that. giant claw arm. It, it has one giant claw arm. It, that's actually one of the things I love about the Gurren is that it's asymmetric. Yeah, and this thing is also asymmetric because it has two different giant claw arms, but it has one on both sides as opposed to just one. Anyway, it gets blown up by the champion, whose eyes glow de demon-like. Initially, my first thought was going to be like, oh, this must be like what happened in the prologue because they're in kind of the same, the, the main characters are kind of in the same place and he asks the same question. But the prologue was a team battle, so it wasn't this. <laughs> then we get a, a mystery like, girl appearing over Yuki saying, I want to play Gunpla Battle 2. Because the show about an online game needs a mystery wave. Yes, it's important. They watch .hack. They know it's up. <laughs> anyway, Riku's like, yeah, I want my entire life to be Gunpla Battle now. Coolest job effect over this mysterious girl in, like, a snowy field of flowers. And, and clearly, is it his determination that awoke her, I, I have... theoretically? Just off screen, her alarm <laughs> clock went off, Tyler. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's like, I want to fight the champion on a stage like that. That'll be cool. I want to be a pro Gunpla battler. I mean, that's that's a goal. With, with a Gunpla, I built myself. Cut to girl in the same post. Which I will admit is a little weird because later we see him, he's got a, an entire shelf of Gunpla he's apparently built already. I think there's a time skip implied. There's a time skip. I was, I was confused about that too because it wasn't very clear. There's a line where they go to buy him a gunpla. That's when he buys the riser. 
And then they're like, hey, I bought the first one for Gunpla Battling, and he's just got a shelf of them. Yeah, the others are just regular Gunpla. They're not one of the integrated ones for online battle. Yeah, that's the way I take it. Is like He's like, I can battle now. I went to build one specifically for that. But he scavenges parts from the other ones. Shh. It's fine. This show makes no sense. Yes, he does. Because Yuki tells him to. Also, it's not the razor. It's a small point. It's just the double O Gundam. Oh, sorry. It, it's a small no, nitpicky thing. No, you're right, because he calls it the double O Diver. But yeah, you're right. It's not the riser Gundam. So now we get the opening sequence. Do you guys have general impressions on this opening sequence? I like the song fairly okay, but I think the se- sequence is incredibly meh. Those were exactly my thoughts. I liked the song fairly well, but the actual opening sequence is... Yeah, I mean, this sure is an anime opening. It is very much generic anime opening, because it's just, uh, like, flashing through, and then, oh, look how Mobile Suit... And then Dude Who Pilots said Mobile Suit appearing next to him. And that's basically the entire opening. Who plays a ferret? That's Rommel. <laughs> there are, I was going to say a surprising number of furries in this, but it is the internet, so not actually. That looked like a custom build of the dude from Double Lot, the big bulky one. What's the name? I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it. That one there. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of it. Ninja Chibi Gundam. A Capul. Well, and a, it's, it's a Russian doll Capul, so it's a Capul and a Capul. The hell is that based? Is that another unicorn based off? Or is that the Barbatos based off? It's not based off the Barbatos. It's based off the uh, Gushin from IBO. The one that, what's his name, Akito has that he gets later. It's, ve- it's again, very heavily modified. So it doesn't look super similar to the its base, other than the weapon, which is taken straight from Well, it. and the, the there's a panel on the forearms there that looks like it. Yeah, like so the heat sinky things. This might be the least interesting character in Gundam Build Divers, though, which is... Elf dude here? Oh, that's sad. Hotly contested. He looks like a Shaka from Zelda. Hey, look, another furry. He's literally named Tiger Wolf. And that's... (laughs) That looks like it's got reminiscences of of the Altron, but instead of the the dragon heads, it's tiger heads. Yeah, it is the Altron, basically. It's, I think, an Altron burning Gundam hybrid? I can't remember for sure. It might just be an Altron that's very fighty. Well, the Altron was pretty fighty. And then the main character's suits. Yeah, they're back-to-back, so that's cool. They thumbs up. They realize they had a photo op. Yeah. They <laughs> noticed <laughs> the cameraman. That dude. That dude, yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that dude. Not gonna lie, I kinda liked that dude. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, I described him as a JoJo character because he definitely looks like a JoJo character. Oh, yes. I watched this before. He's he's a little too thin to be a JoJo character, but when you say that, I get exactly what you mean. Like the entire design. Like obviously, he's not made of muscles like well, yeah. most JoJo characters. But. If a JoJo went Super Saiyan God and got thin, it would be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this thing is, but that's cool. That's probably the big bad of the season. He's more the rival. Spoilers. Look, team rival. I mean, I like that blue one over there. Versus Team Good Guys, we've got one good Gundam, a fucking Capul. A fucking Jim Mark III. To be fair, it's a heavily customized Jim Mark III, so, like, I can buy that one, especially for heavy fire support. The, the Capul, though, like, even among grunt suits, the Capul's a terrible design. Yeah, I'm not a Capul fan. And then at the end of the intro, they combine their powers of friendship in a rainbow of friendship energy, I guess. I don't know. 
Oh, there, there it welcome is. Welcome to GBD. To GBD. It clearly says... <laughs> With it literally saying, welcome to GBN above it. Oh my god, who screwed that up? N's and D's are very similar. You know what it probably was? The guy that they had in charge of subtitling it put down GBD because obviously Gundam Build Divers... When the episode title is actually supposed to be... It, is it Gundam Build Network? I think it's Gunpla Battle Network. Uh, I don't remember. Gun, we'll Gunpla see Battle Network. So. At any rate, GBN is like the the actual like program in-universe, but the series is called Gundam Build Divers. So I can understand why you'd make that mistake. Why nobody caught it that like that's not the episode title? It's okay. it, it, During uh, Re-Rise, there was an episode that they forgot to subtitle the second half of it, and they didn't fix it for like six days. Wow. Yeah, it was not good times. In addition to not being the best series, it was not good times. So now Riku is 14 years old. He's posing like a character in an anime. He's introducing himself to the audience. As I say, it's mirroring the pose that he had at the end of the prologue thing. <laughs> but he's playing soccer. He's the middle of a soccer game. And Yuki's like, I'm a nerd. I can't soccer. And Riku's like, don't worry. I'm a main character. Well, apparently, I can soccer with the best of them. I'm a Digimon protagonist. Soccer, I got that. He can't be a Digimon protagonist. He doesn't have any goggles, Jeremy. You're right. <laughs> it's also co-ed soccer, apparently, because he passes to Momika, who is the only girl on the field, as far as I can tell. This is gym class, so... True, but she's also the only girl here in gym class. To be fair, we only see, like, six people. Like, really, so... It kind of pans across the field, but we see your, like, lightning reflex pass a bunch of people, go for the shot, and then just barely miss. But that's okay, their power of teamwork is so great that he can teleport. Riku comes and head spikes it. And she's like, oh my god, how did he get here? He's so fast. He must be an anime protagonist. He must join the soccer team. Even though it won't be my soccer team because I'm a girl, he must join the soccer team. Well, it's a soccer club, so it's not a team, so it might be a co-ed club. All uh, activities in Japan are clubs. Yeah, like, we we would call it the team, but um, in Japan, it's the club. Oh, yeah. and I guess she does actually call out that there's a boys club and a girls club. Yeah. So never mind. And she's like, I will go super deformed to make you do it. And Riku's like, I can do that too. Now we will run. He, he makes her laugh, and then they just turn around and run away. Not like there would have been any big problem leaving anyway. He's like, sorry, I have to give up this sport that I'm super good at to go play Gunpla. Which, you know, hey, I understand. Also, to be fair, if you're really getting dedicated to something, you'd want to dedicate it to only one thing. And soccer practice would probably take a lot out of you. And apparently their school, unlike the last two... Actually, it was the same school in the last two series, does not have a Gumpla Club. So then we see a commercial for Gumpla Battle Nexus Online, or GBN. Is that the uh, is that the Mark II over America on that screen? Um, yes, that is a Mark II. Below it is a Jagan. I should recognize the one that's kind of over the ocean, but don't. I believe that's a Kyrios. It might be an Arios on the bottom. Obviously, we know the Baku. I don't recognize that Russian-looking sniper. I one, think though. that's a custom of the um, Britain's mobile suit that I can't remember the name of it exactly, but I think it's a from uh, G Gundam. Yeah, from G Gundam. It looks very similar, and it's got that sweet-ass custom rifle. Yep. The new Gundam and the Sasabi. Is also the freedom and the justice. Team up as a force, which is what we call guilds. That will be important later to win with your friends or be the best on your own. And then there's a second reference to uh, G Gundam because that is literally the shot from G Gundam when it's standing on the pile of gu- of uh, wrecked on Gundams. The pile. <laughs> you know, I would be interested to go back and look and see if the RX-78's beam rifle looks like the one they have here in this shot. 
Uh, it's a little longer, but yeah, it's pretty much this one. This is definitely supposed to be an RX-78 beam rifle. It's just not drawn quite as long as normal. It's got that little Yeah, that, it's front. almost identical, actually. I just went and looked it up. And the camera. Because obviously it's an RX-78. Now the Unicorn Gundam is finished. That's how we know that. Okay, that actually is the Unicorn Gundam. Yeah. Okay. It, okay. It, so really quick, in this universe, we assume that other Gundam shows exist, right? Well, obviously, because they reference them. And again, I assume this is the same world as, as Gundam Build Fighters, which is canonically our world, except for the technology to move plastic models and have them fight exists. Like the main and character. So this loves is the Gundam next step. Apparently. Because his dad made him watch all the episodes when he was a kid. <laughs> Fair. I got thrown off that this was the that was the unicorn because of the fact that I thought the unicorn like the color scheme was different because I didn't think it was that seafoam green for the inside. It gets that in the final episodes. Okay. It, it and I believe the changes. actual statue, um, pretty much all of this is actually rainbow LEDs. Yeah. They have just released a brand new, super expensive Master Grade Unicorn Gundam that can switch between the color schemes with colored LEDs. That is actually kind of oh, rad, not going to lie. It, it is 200 bucks, but yes, it is also very rad. Anyway, now we get Nanami, who is the fan service employee of the Gundam store, who doesn't know anything about Gundam. I really wish that they'd given her more knowledge of this stuff, especially because, like, you are literally working in a store for enthusiasts. You should know more than you apparently do. Iori would be so disappointed in you. If she knows too much, then our protagonist can't blindly stumble through an anime protagonist's way to victory. Yeah, also, she needs to be exposited to, to tell the audience stuff. She could be the one doing the expositing, though. So, apparently, he's now in his second year of middle school. Like, you can still be knowledgeable and just want to browse. Like, the guys at Collectormania probably know more about stuff than I do, and they let me kind of go by my own way if I, unless I'm actually specifically trying to find something. So anyway, Riku's like, now I can play GBN, but only if I'm a good Japanese boy and only do it for two hours and do all my homework. Stay in school, kids. Remember, Gundam is fun, but school is important. I will admit this, even though I'm not a big, like, gunpla builder person this is kind of a rad store yeah and stores like this kind of exist this is obviously slightly exaggerated but i have seen the aisles of gundam models that look exactly like this it's probably a good thing that there isn't a um one of these stores near us and there's also probably a good thing that there isn't a uh games workshop near us i was gonna well uh, the the hobby town near us has a sh has one aisle that looks exactly like these. It's only one aisle, but it does look like this. I was going to ask whether or not a store like this actually exists in Japan that is just Gunpla. Yes. Okay. I've seen pictures of it. Um, I also like that they're arranged by mobile suit, more or less. It's like the Hakushiki, the Hakushiki with a Mega Bazooka, or the Zeta, the other version of the Zeta. The Zeta, too. So, are the, is high-grade, like, the most common one? Is that why that's all we're basically seeing here? Yeah, by far. High-grade, they make pretty much everything. If you think it might be a mobile suit, there's a high-grade model kit of it. <laughs> I do like this frame that I posit on. It is literally, like, it looks like they just photoshopped pictures of actual model kits onto the back of these, based on the blurriness. These are absolutely the actual uh, boxes. Like, that RX-78-2 Gundam, I saw that model kit at a fucking Target the other day. Is that a, uh, that's the nuclear one, just over Riku's yep. shoulder there, right? The one that fires yeah, I nukes? Can't I can't quite tell what is next to it, because it's a little blurry. It looks almost it looks like, like a, a serpent like a from Wing. 
But no, it's the legs are wrong for a dom. But it, like, I, it's just a little too blurry. I, I don't think it's a serpent because it looks like it's carrying a bazooka. I also don't think it's a serpent, but it had that look. Is more what I was trying to say. And that, although the th- the third one in there is the counterpart to the nuclear one. So anyway, they go by a TV display, and then it, it, it turns to snow. But they he doesn't notice because he's lost in a sea of mobile suit. And and he is sensing like it is glowing on one particular box. And he turns away from the one that he actually should have bought. The Raider. <laughs> <laughs> the Raider does get an oddly specific close-up shot. Here's here's a Master Grade of the Death Scythe, though. There's a, um, what's it called, right behind him? The tall geese in there. One thing that yep. I thought was actually like a nice Aries. detail is that it actually, when you're looking at the boxes on the shelf here, it's got that plastic seam that you see on all of those. It's a weird detail to call out in a series, but I like the attention to detail. I just noticed the Legao in the background, too. Like, man... How would that yeah. work in a series like that? It's a two-seater. I mean, you just ignore the two-seating fist. I guess. What is the Leopard Gundam? Uh, no, no, off the top of my head. If I saw it, I might... It, might it probably memory. comes and, out of uh, G Gundam somewhere. Fair guess. So Yuki's like, oh, there are too many. I can't decide what's good for you, Riku. And to be fair, there's a lot. There really is. And I, I feel like the start of something like this is, find something that catches your eye and we'll start there. Surely, but I also feel like Yuki is the sort of guy who like would have had like three or four ideas to present of like these are good starter ones or like I think this one would be good for you. We also don't know if he did that before we got to this point, and that's why he's Certainly. so upset is that uh, Riku said no to all of his ideas. So anyway, Riku's like, yeah, I found this Double O Gundam. I've never watched Double O Gundam, but I've decided I'm gonna go with this Double O Gundam. And Riku's like, well, it's not even the Double O Razor or like the Double O Quant, but I mean, I guess. Or the full sword. And, like, Yuki's kind of flabbergasted that he chose this one, but Riku's just so into it that Yuki's like, you know what? That's a choice he made. Let's go build that thing. You're excited about it. I'm excited about it. To be fair, I would probably have a similar questions as to why you would go with the base model double lot. If you are planning to customize it a lot, I do think, like, there are good options for it. But, yeah, it's just like a, a model. Yeah. I, it, I mean, I don't dislike the double O at all. But no, it's it's a neat looking design. But unless you were already like planning on customizing it, which we find out Riku wasn't necessarily planning on doing that from the start, you'd think you'd start with something that's got a little bit more power. I mean, it's very middle ground too, right? It's not a Gundam or a Strike, which they'd done before, but it's still very plain. So maybe that's why they went with it. Also, you know, for meta reasons, Double O quite popular, not quite as popular as Seed. But again, they'd already done a series like this with a strike as the main mobile suit. So apparently they have a uh, build area. I wonder if this is actually something that exists in the store as well. I don't know if these sort of things exist or not, but they're in all of these uh, series. I was going to say, given that uh, we currently have libraries that have full-on maker spaces in them, I feel like a little room to build the model kit that you just bought is not... Like, in a store that is so dedicated to having so many Gundam models, I feel like it would not be out of the realm of possibility to have a room like this. Anyway, are you ready for a commercial for Gumpla? They always get so nervous when they open the box. This was, like, the big one for me. Was, like, this is the commercial. Because then when they open the box, you can see all the sprues. And it's sparkling. It does look exactly like, again, the model kit looks when you open it. They both orgasm. Yes. They both climax. This episode had to have at least one. And he's like, oh, I love the way it comes together slowly. And they're like, yeah. Less like the commercial. This part might be swappable. Whoa! Range of it, motion! Look at the range of motion! 
and again, all of these shows thus far had been uh, advertisements, basically, but they were so much better and subtle. They made modeling look fun. And they were talking about like what you can do and stuff like that. Whereas this just feels like a product commercial. Yeah, Cause like they don't really show them building it. They, it basically is like that the 32nd ad spot. Mm-hmm. And I like that the uh, shop clerk shows up to be like, yeah, good job boys. You did. You done make a great, model. Great job guys. Your 15 minutes is up. <laughs> Yeah, the commercial's over. Like, um, also, like, it looks good even if you don't make any modifications. Buy all our playsets and toys. Look at how many we have. It's a lot. You can't afford them all, but buy them all anyway. So, Nanami picks up the box lid and makes a joke that doesn't work in either language. Yeah, because it's not O. Because it is literally zero zero, not O two. Yeah, it's like you call it the double O, but it just says zero zero on the box. So it's like you can't be that naive and also not that naive so she must be making this joke on purpose in the dub she calls it the zero zero gundam so i think it might be a, a reading thing like a, okay th- that you might read that in japan if you were japanese that way i don't know for sure yeah i but i couldn't tell you obviously i refer to it as the double lot but that's just me uh, you're objectively wrong this episode told you so i uh, that's not gonna stop me from calling it that it's the oxygen gundam zach yeah. And she has tomatoes. Like And then it cuts to them just eating tomatoes like they're apples and I love it. <laughs> My brother used to do that. I still do that. Look, I, I like tomatoes, but I cannot just eat a tomato like it's a fucking apple. It's not, it's a tomato. You slice that or you dice that. I mean it is best sliced with like a little bit of salt on it or something, but Yeah, that uh... that sounds okay. I could do that. So anyway, Riku's like, Hey, what gunplay are you gonna use? He's like, a gym three because I'm basic. It matches his hair. Which is also basic. Apparently, he won a contest with it. So when he says he won a contest, I assume it was a modeling contest yeah. and not a yeah, battle contest. Yeah, because he um, he's also new to the online thing. Gunpla Battle Nexus. Online. Don't forget the online. It's redundant. The GPNO. And he's like, anyway, you can mix armor and weapons and all these features that this game that doesn't exist has. Or you could even just change the colors and make it your own. If you make it red, it goes faster. (laughs) Can we talk about the way he customizes his double O? Because it's like just such a bad decision from like a, uh, not on his part, but from a uh, like design part point of view from like above. Because he paints it uh, the colors of his soccer uniform, which is blue and white. But the colors of the Gundam double O is blue and white. Blue and white. (laughs) <laughs> you can't even tell unless you're staring at them side by side he also he has a core fighter uh model kit so i know he is uh, a good person. gun tank a standard gym impulse so it's the sword impulse an sdxia <laughs> maybe that's he's like oh that reminds me of that tiny X-ia. what is that white one there i can't tell, i don't recognize honestly. it it looks similar to an age gundam but there's not one that looks white like, oh, it might be the gym bouncer from age actually now that i think about it and he's got the uh, Sky Grasper. And he's like, allow me to take your part, to raid you for parts. I'm surprised he just didn't take all the swords off of all of them and then just strap them <laughs> all on. But, but there's already a double O that's basically that. He could have just bought that model. So anyway, he stays up all night working on this damn model kit. It doesn't really do that much to it, relatively speaking. They're just such subtle changes. Like, because again, the color scheme, you can't even really tell. It is different, but it's just a different blue and a different white. Uh, he changed the shoulders a little bit. I mean, gave it a different rifle. Yeah, like the gun is the most obvious point of change on that thing. I think the head might be a little different, but that's, again, it's such a small change that I'm not entirely sure. Uh, he, he changed the antenna on it. 
again, compared to Build Fighters, where the main character has a strike, but it's painted red and white, which is not a, like, it looks very different, because it's predominantly red, and it doesn't have any blue on it, and its uh, backpack is completely different from a strike backpack. I mean, to be fair, if this was literally your first uh, model kit, yeah, sure. But for the purpose of an anime, I think it needs to be a little bit more dramatic. Well, especially when you put it up against everything else that we've already seen in this, like, even in the opening, this looks bland. And, like, from a meta perspective, this is a model kit they want to sell, the Double O Diver. Why would you buy this over a regular Double O? If you really like that gun, I guess. I mean, I do think the shoulders look slightly better, honestly, but it's such a small change. But, of course, this, yeah, his friend is like, it's, it's awesome! Nanami's like, I don't know uh, much about Gunpla, but it was built with love, so it must be good. Is Gundam Evolve just, like, a standalone movie? It, it, it's a series of uh, CGI things of, like, it, it's... A bunch of I, bonus material seems like the wrong way, but it highlights like uh, obscure offshoots of mobile suits. Like there's gotcha. one about the three other Zeta Gundams that aren't featured in Zeta Gundam, but were canonically built and stuff like that. So after appropriately praising these impressionable 12 year olds for their models, uh, the store clerk is like, <laughs> you want your first hit? <laughs> like, do, I assume they pay hourly, right? That'd be my guess. We're never going to get the detail, but yeah, I assume so. So they go to the VR realm. Where there are six completely unoccupied bays here, and if this is actually as popular as we're led to believe it is, I'm surprised the entire room it, is It empty. makes you wonder how well the store is doing. I also wonder, do they have multiple pods, though? Oh, or that's... Multiple, m- like, maybe you rent a room. Yeah. Is that a possibility? I don't know. Also, they're coming, like, right after school, right? That might not be peak hours. That's fair. Anyway, you, you put your gunpla on the base, it scans it. And it says, please scan your gunpla. Yeah. Apparently it has light-up eyes regardless. Uh, then you go to the digital world, complete with getting naked and transforming your clothes. <laughs> because obviously, this is clearly just a Digimon show that uh, accidentally fell into a Gundam universe. Will you survive? <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, at the end of every episode of Gundam, it asked who will survive. Did it really? Yes. A- after the next time on. It would be like, next episode, Amuro is a cool guy. Who will survive? And so they end up in the uh, lobby? like a lobby Gundam digital world where everybody has basically got cosplay with various Gundam things going on. Yeah, except for our main characters, who, as I said earlier, are Digimon protagonists with just lots of design on them. Yuki stole the goggles. He wants to be the protagonist. Yukio specifically looks like a Digimon character. Look at him. Yeah, super for uh, Yuki, yeah. I wonder how they customize their avatars because these kids didn't seem to do anything yet everybody else has looks a lot different like it's not just maybe that's the indicator for yeah. pleb or noob well they, they say later like the more you play the more costumes you unlock yeah yeah they so. actually mentioned that specifically uh, but i actually kind of wonder like i mean they're 12 year olds i'm surprised they didn't make themselves like giant muscle orcs with guns all over their bodies there's a girl just dressed as Sela and our Patrick Colasar cameo for the episode. Then there's a Kira dude. Yeah, a guy wearing yeah. the Kira jacket with all the yeah. belts and uh, whatever these are. Two little chibi avatars. I think one of them's a chibi Zaku. They look like they're made of dough. Yep. So Yuki knows something about the game because he read the user manual. It's like, go to the mission counter and select a mission. And, and then a skimmy scammer comes up and it's like, you looking for something? Hey, Mac, you want to buy a sundial? You want parts? You want reward items? You want some blues? Some purples? <laughs> but then it gets his ear pinched by this JoJo character in... It's not really drag. No, it's it's just a jumpsuit with an incredibly plunging v-neck, like all the way down to the belly button. 
And like a half jacket. But also like clearly manicured fingernails. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I love this guy's character design. When you're listening to it, I don't think they, um, the subtitles indicated it. When he starts talking to them, he refers to himself as Onesan. Yeah, big sister. Which is big mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. He's also got, like, does he have high heels? I'm pretty sure he does. Anyway. Yeah, he does. It seems like yep. it's problematic, but I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. This seems like the sort of character I'd play, but <laughs> oh, I don't that's know. That's true. <laughs> and he's like, anyway, I'm the tutorial guy. This game apparently doesn't have an actual tutorial, so I've taken it upon myself. Maggie to wink at new kids and then teach them how to play. Despite being ranked number 23 in the entire game, they're like, yeah, I just help noobs out all the time. That's my jam. Well, I mean, that's if you're bored, like you can be very good at it and be bored just doing other stuff. So helping out noobs is fine. That's right. They're part of the guild Adam's Apple. Yeah, He's the leader of the guild Adam's Apple. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure what that was attached to, and I just noticed it. I didn't notice it the first time through. He's like, here's my credentials. I'm like, wow, you're number 23 in the world. That's pretty good. He's like, yeah, so I got the cred. Anyway, ready to endure a tutorial for this game that doesn't exist, audience? That's your favorite part of video games, right? The tutorial? I like all the possible things you can see up on that globe up there, and it's atmospheric entrance entry experience. Dark history screening party. Yeah, don't you want to see the dark history? That's a turn A reference. Anyway, there are beginning missions, free missions. I, we, they're collect mission, dramatic mission. Sports <laughs> mission. Quiz <laughs> mission. The e, that's supposed to be EX. Race mission, quiz mission. Force three on three, force three on six, fall mission, raid battle mission, bat random mission. Under and then two uh, that are two under planning. Yeah, it was four six on six, I think, or is that eight on eight? I think. Oh, maybe that is eight on eight. I said six on six. You said three on six, actually. Oh, I I meant three on three and six on six. Yeah, because there are two different ones. So anyway, start with beginner missions and free battle. Be fine. It, it looks very like second tier Japanese MMO, like Fantasy Star Online. Like you go to a counter and warp to a place. Yep. And that's pretty much exactly what happens, too. So. On the one hand, like, having, like, the tutorial thing here kind of reinforces this dude's character. Like, it it feels more like it's here to characterize this dude than anything else, which is... Uh, Maggie, I mean. Which is kind of problematic because I'm still waiting on some more characterization from Riku and Yuki. Riku is they're, dumb. They're Yuki 12. is excitable. 14. Yeah, their their character is their oh I'm sorry, their character is their fourteen. Uh, and <laughs> they care excitable. more about Gundam than soccer. Does Riku have a dagger? He does. Yeah, on his belt. Okay. Anyway, you can just warp places because uh, no one cares about immersion; they care about convenience. How can he go to their Hainer? I'm assuming it's because he's in their like party. Up. Yeah, that, that was my guess too. Oh, okay, was that's that fair. They're all in one party, so that they can move around. Why his doesn't show up? I'm not sure. But it's clearly in repair or something. I don't know. I assume this works like armored core. Anyway, check out your suits and then you can launch. Like we couldn't we couldn't skip a launch sequence. You want to do that, right? You're nerds. <laughs> I like yeah, Yuki is super excited about the catapult, to be fair. Look, look, this is what I would not never skip this. Yeah, and he said and he says you can't skip this. <laughs> I, I, I assume this is not like a literally you can't. It's a come you on, shouldn't. this is the best part. No, I was just, it, like, regardless you, you of whether or not he's launched. being serious about you can't actually skip it, or you can't skip it so, because it's a Gundam thing, at any rate, he says exactly what you said, you can't skip the launch sequence. Do our characters not have last names? I, they do, I couldn't tell you them. 
The last names aren't part of their username, Tyler. Oh, that's fair. His username is literally just Riku. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine how much better this would be if his username was like XX420 Riku XX. No, see, that's the thing about all these like online things. That's why they're all completely unrealistic. Not because of their content, but because everybody has usernames that don't include numbers. Well, again, Build Divers at least has the uh, correct number of furries, which is about half. <laughs> Anyway, there are three important things about Gumpla. Building good Gumpla, being good at controlling a Gumpla, and love. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he iterates it like five times, and Riku's like, are you sure? And then he says it in English just one more time, just to be sure. Well, I mean, like, again, like I said, this seems more like it's trying to characterize him than the main characters. Is it because our main characters don't ever get a character? So... They come up on a big green bubble that is the clear battle start zone, like it's Zone of the Enders or some nonsense. And apparently Friendly fires off for the tutorial. Uh, that makes sense. So Yuki should just beam spam in the back. He should. He doesn't, but he should. Well, I guess he kind of does. I actually do kind of like his gym. Like, the it's orange is a, cool, no. is a cool color for it. I like rocket pods. The real problem with this gym, I think, is that uh, the main character who's not actually the main character of the last one also started with the gym the gym cardigan and it was way better <laughs> the gym also it was cardigan. called the gym cardigan <laughs> <laughs> it, it had like a like a bulkier armor bit on it like you know like a cardigan obviously anyway there there are some leos coming zono no there were no zonos <laughs> well it's not a water mission so riku takes a shot but it's fine he's got a shield even though yuki is concerned I took this as a Riku is actually the less tactical pilot because he immediately rushes in and takes a shot for it. And, uh... Well, he is the main character, Tyler. He can't possibly be tactical. That would... Tactical goes against heart, Tyler. Oh, that's for love. And also, he did add a big gun on it, but the double O is a melee suit. But it looks like he pr- he primarily got rid of most of the double O's melee weapons. He's still got the little throwy dagger, which he uses. I called that in my notes, Return of the Plot Dagger, <laughs> which happens like four goddamn times this episode. So is this rifle also Looks a Looks like it. Is yes. that what's going on here? Yes. Nuka's like, yes, I did it. I, I killed one Leo. I, I, I killed one of the three Leos. <laughs> Meanwhile, my buddy's getting blown to hell up in the sky. And Nagi's like, come on, bots are easy. Anyone can beat bots. I like that the rocket pods detach after he fires all the ammo out of them. So he shoots it down. He shoots the last Leo down. It doesn't disappear like the rest of them. And they get a mission complete screen. Yep. Yeah, I feel like, because we're about to see, the suit gets back up. I feel like it shouldn't flash mission complete until the suit's actually destroyed. Until the mission is actually complete? Yeah. Like, it's a video game. Unless every time someone does this mission, one of the suits always gets up at the end. Uh, the mission complete disappears, so I wonder if it's we're supposed to think something has gone wrong with the game. Or if something or is if this new. Is normal. I don't know. Because this is our introduction ki- to the game, you would not think anything like that would happen. Well, that, and um, I it's don't think um, Maggie actually reacts to it being different. Like, he, he doesn't seem to say anything about it. Oh, no, actually, no, he says it right there. It's, okay, so yeah, that something is weird about, about this. Like, it, I think it's implied that this guy had something to do with that. The the but, guy who's been stalking. No, them. I don't think. But no, even he is like, what what happened? I, no. I don't think he had yeah, anything. Right. Set to up do them with the it. bomb, but it wasn't me. I'm trying. I, to set I up took them that the bomb. to mean uh, I can't believe they actually responded to that thing. 
as opposed to... Gotcha. I, I suppose there is some ambiguity there. But his plan later, like, it doesn't really make sense for him to attack them with a Leo. No. His plan doesn't make sense on a lot of levels, assuming this game is designed at all. <laughs> so... I, this game is designed by whatever's best for the plot. They, they get a nearby SOS signal. It's a girl. So Maggie's like, well, you gotta rescue a girl when she's like, I need help. Clearly. Well, they just say... Riku's like, yes, I am a main character. You're right. So they go to the Arctic. Which is apparently right next door. I assume they just teleported. They just pressed the button on the map. Like, oh, look. And he's like, a, a waif. A mysterious waif in my protagonist? I love how exit Anime. machine just causes it to dis just disappear. Uh, usually the protagonist ends up in the waif. Yeah, yeah. I realized what I said right as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he brushes the snow off her shoulder. And Yuki's like, we should maybe, like, get off the damn mountain. And so now they're at, the a, hot at a hot spring waterfall thing. But why... Why else would you go to the Arctic? Thanks for that beautiful mountain scenery. She wakes up and he's like, hey, you okay? And Riku's like, yeah, what are even the stakes? If you get knocked out in the game, do you get knocked out in real life? <laughs> but she doesn't give an answer. Because we cut to tiny fat ogre kid. He's like, ah, oh, they're just good Samaritans. And Riku's like, how is she? I'm like, I don't know. She won't talk. But she seems <laughs> she fine. She does seem pretty not. out of it. Look at her face. She's <laughs> yeah. just like, I just woke up from like the worst She's nap. tripping balls. And apparently there's a guest mode to bring people around in your cockpit, which seems really weird. Yeah, it has that extra seat that Amuro never got around to installing until the new Gundam. I was going to say, how many Gundam series have a girl sitting on a guy's lap while he pilots a Gundam? You have to include that fantasy in your Gundam MMO. <laughs> but the thing is, their cockpits are standing up, so you, th you can't even be sitting on their lap. I imagine you can customize it. You just have to unlock seats. <laughs> so they get another distress signal that's coming from there. They're like, this sure is weird, and then they turn around and it's Ogre Kid, making me wonder why he bothered sending the SOS. Because uh, he saw them react to it before, I don't know. Anyway, he's like, ah, oh, my stomach, I had the bad spaghetti. <laughs> and this scene goes on for way too long, and it's only like 15 seconds. It really does go on for way too long. Yuki looks suspicious, Riku looks actually concerned, and Girl, whose name I almost just said, it just still looks like she's high. But she looks like she's starting to come out of it. And he's like, I'm not suspicious, I'm in pain, worry about me, senpai. Which is totally not suspicious, Yuki's still not buying it. But Riku is a dumb anime idiot. Yeah, he is really, really dumb. And he's like, my stomach, the only thing that can help me is disabling tutorial mode. Yeah. Like, open your console, open up the settings, and Riku's like, sure, sounds legit. Choose the fourth option from the left. He's like, yeah. Then on the second tab, and Maggie's like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, this is what I was even you This is what I was talking out. about, and that he can't read the thing that's like the actual prompts. Like, if someone told me to do something like that, like, wh why don't you just freaking read it? Well, maybe he can't read English, like I said. Then this is a terribly designed game if you can't change the language. They're Gundam super fans. They're gonna import. They can't wait for the official release. <laughs> they, they, they're going to import to Japan from where the thing is being developed in, in uh, Gundam's home country of America. I was going to say Canada, clearly. This is using Gundam build fighters knowledge, but canonically, there is a super smart half Japanese, half American, half Chinese man, super genius, who uh, got three doctorates at the age of 14, who is responsible for all this technology, who lives in America. Although he is married to a Japanese woman who would totally make him move to Japan. So maybe never mind. <laughs> I want to point out how terribly designed this menu is in the background that has all this goddamn empty space and just like a bunch of buttons around the edges. 
you know what it looks like? A game Bandai Namco would produce for one of their properties that just like it doesn't have good UI and is really lazy <laughs> and has the longest load times. That's exactly what it. You looks know what like. surprised me today is I was looking on, or I was you know obviously loading up Crunchyroll, and one of the top news things was Yoruichi is being added to Jump Force, and I was like, Jump Force still exists. <laughs> It was on sale for $8. I was looking at the PlayStation Store, and I'm like, that's $8 too many for that game. Yeah. Maybe $16, if I'm being honest. And he's like, press OK. Or else I will die of spaghetti. He's like, you've activated my trap card. The tutorial area goes away, which is weird. And he loses his reward for the mission. And he gets uh, attacked by a, a mobile suit that is just here. Well, it does. It, it put him, him back in his mobile suit. So apparently, when you're in free battle, you can't exit your mobile suit. So it put this kid back into his too. That's what it looks like. I think we will see later that you can just summon your mobile suit anywhere in the world. I think that is a mechanic of this game. What is later, his based on? That head looks familiar, I, but I could not tell you. It's one of the uh, enemies from Age, Azetis. Enrique is like, this doesn't seem like physics. How did this waif get in the cockpit with me? Oh, he activated guest mode. It's like, yeah, you made you activate free battle, where you can fight anyone regardless of rank or skill level. He's just picking on noobs. I feel like you shouldn't get rank experience for this, which is clearly what he's going for. And even if you do, I feel like the ranking should be different enough that he'll get like nothing, two experience points. Yeah, it should. This should not help his elo much. I mean, in WoW, it doesn't matter how low a level the enemy is. If you kill them, you still get the honor. Uh, if if they're grave, it's a dishonorable kill. No, no, you only get dishonorable kills for killing NPCs. I thought it didn't give you anything if you killed a gray player. I, it might I, 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 it might be, and it just doesn't give you a reward, but there's no penalty for it. And he's like, Maggie's like, you're a jerk. And he's like, well, this is within the limits of the rules, so it's just playing the game. Which I do kind of agree with, although it's still a dick move. I don't understand why he thinks this is fun. You, you can be within the rules of a game and still be a dick. Like, that, that's still possible. Is like, psych, I'm going after your ranged friend. Which is actually probably the smart move. And his legs get all cut up. Zariku starts shooting, which apparently doesn't work against this dude's mobile suit. He's got arm shields? I don't know. Anyway, he gets in close all anime, right, and knocks away the rifle sword. And then blows it up. I actually like that as, like, an effect of, like, okay, you can damage and destroy ranged weapons and weapons in general. And besides, it's smart. Plus, it's a cool tactic. It just, again, it has the problem, like I said, about in Gundam build fighters, like, that would mean, oh, I've got to make another rifle. Like, I've got to model that out. Whereas, like, what's the consequence for this here long term? I mean, even if it's just a short term, like, he can't use the rifle for the fight, it increases the stakes here. But I like that a little more. Anyway, the rifle turns into digits. He's like, no, you can't fight at me at he all. Says, I'll take you and out I'll to earn, earn lots, lots of, of points. points. Like, these guys are brand spanking new. They can't be worth that many points. Unless the, uh ranking system is all kinds of screwed up. There. And Maggie's like, uh, choose retire, I'll avenge you. This is the part that reminded me of my time with Tibia of, uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> just log out, I will avenge you. Y you will be avenged, don't worry. <laughs> and Riku's just about to do it. But, uh... I don't want to run away. Like, oh, my first Gumpo battle, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to run. But Girl puts her hands on his hand and is like, nah, your Gumpo wants to fight. I'm a waif, so I can tell. <laughs> Your gunpla hasn't <laughs> given up yet. My gunpla is ones and zeros. I don't think it has an opinion. And the ones and zeros representing a classic model sitting on a Which table. Which likewise probably doesn't have an opinion. But Riku buys it. And Maggie's like, yo, you don't have any weapons, bro. 
I'm number 23 in the world. I can beat this fool. But as was previously foreshadowed, Yuki has a melee weapon that was never really brought up that he just asked about. Well, I assume, like, they just never actually really... They didn't finish that sentence specifically so they could set up the cliffhanger of him giving yep. Riku the beam saber. So he charges. Yeah, he he not just charges, he anime protagonist rushes this guy, who's like, Oh, you're flying right into my sword, are you? Which has never worked ever. He cuts off uh, the shoulders, and he's about to get the head with the beam saber. It goes all slow-mo. And Riku turns on the afterburners, and awkward crab bursts <laughs> over to Yuki, which I actually really like. Where he just, like, skids on hands and knees. Yep. I will say one thing about the show is the animation's pretty solid. It's not, like, amazing, but it's, like, definitely not bad. Well, so far it is. It is the first episode. It has time to get worse. So apparently he's got a beam saber in the in his knee, which that seems like a really bad place to store your melee weapon. Just because it'd be hard to draw? Yeah. He ran out of equip slots, and that's where he had left, so. Well, it's, it's not like, because Heavy Arms had a really bad spot for that for the beam saber that it carried but that was also like aftermarket for what that's worth you know because it wasn't built with one this is also effectively aftermarket i believe i don't think the gym 3 has knee beam sabers canonically i could be wrong apparently his beam saber can block a beam star wars style like kira did that which to be fair oni kid was very surprised about riku rushes him and stabs him through the chest very dramatically it freeze frames on it there's all sorts of cool lightning effects. But like Jeremy said, there's no there's not really any consequences for this. Uh, fat kid gets upset. He swears revenge. And then he explodes. And girl is just like, whoa. Man. Dude. But they won their first gunplay battle. And they're super happy. The credits start rolling. We're not we're not quite done, but the credits do start rolling here. Waif is happy. Riku's happy that Waif is happy. Maggie's like Oh no, you've been ruined on this experience forever because you had to get into a fight. Yeah, I'm so glad you won. I'm I hope you don't hate this game anymore. And it's like, dude, that was they awesome. won the fight. Waif has disappeared. Like, yeah, she was just behind us in the wave space. <laughs> he says they had a terrible GVN debut. Despite just gushing about the battle, he's like, oh, you won the super dramatic battle and I loved it. I guess you hate the game now. Well, to be fair, it is frustrating to be attacked in PvP and Yuki got beat up. Yeah. So I don't know. But as we see, their Gundams are just fine out here. So it's not like they don't even have to like rebuild them. It, like you said, if you had to fix the damage on them, then I could definitely understand where he might be coming from with you guys had such a bad time first time out because of all the damage. But because you don't have to do that... They did get scammed not twice, really... so there is that. They they got scammed once, and it didn't even Someone cost Someone else them. tried they, to scam. Oh, okay. Hell, they, they might have gained a lot of experience twice. To be fair, I do not think they were going to fall for that guy. Yeah, I do not have any idea how progression works in this game. And they're like, yeah, it was sweet awesome. Well, I mean, the kid referenced getting a lot of points taking them out, so presumably them getting him instead would have given them a lot of points. Whatever those points do. Point points, obviously. They Maybe they're just up. level up points so you can unlock a non-dumb Oni costume. Do we want to talk about the uh, outro at all, or do we just want to wrap up at this point? I don't think so. Th this doesn't have a plot bit at the end, right? Uh, Re-Rise did that a lot, but I don't remember Build Divers doing that. And Gundam Build Fighters would frequently have plot after the credits, but I don't think this episode does. No, this just has a next time on. I, I watched through the whole gotcha. ending. So. Yeah, I couldn't remember on this episode. Yeah, I don't have any thoughts on the ending. 
it's mostly just all the soon-to-be main character kids walking away from the custom double O. Yep. It's more custom there. So what did you guys uh, think? I know we kind of did that beforehand, but you have thoughts now? Uh, it sure is an anime. <laughs> it sure is okay. The first episode here isn't bad. The problem with it is that there's not really a whole lot here that I'm really jumping up and being like, oh man, I need to watch the next episode because like the beginning of Seed and even Destiny, those episodes ended and it's like, all right, I need to know what happens next. Yeah, there's no hook. Here right? it's like, all right, this is an interesting commercial that uh, Bandai Namco made for its Gundam model kits. Wait, you mean it's a series? Yeah. Tyler, anything you want to add? I mean, pretty much that. Like, I don't hate it but like the main characters aren't super interesting there doesn't seem to be like a plot that we care about i mean it, i guess it set up some mysterious waif nonsense but she doesn't even get a line yep. so i'm not super interested in her or her relationship with the main characters i don't know she does have a line in there tyler because she says uh, oh yeah you're uh, right double is not ready to give up yet or whatever the hell it actually was but it's not a major line and not even that interested in what's going on with the mysterious waif because like there's nothing going on around it like code geass does the mysterious girl popping up thing pretty well because there's that big fight going on around it at the time yeah like i said i feel like this guy who the the director of these knows tropes and there's some he's good at and so sometimes he accidents into like some good stuff but i feel like Build Divers is the low point of his work and really uh, highlights his flaws. I kind of just want to tell you Waif's name because it's so underwhelming. They might be going for like a, it's a foreign and exotic because it's a normal American name thing. Possibly. Is it um, Emily? No, more normal than that. Zach, you want to take a guess? Amy. Sarah. Tyler, I think you just got it. You cut out a little bit. Is, is it yes, Sarah? It is Sarah. <laughs> you got to be kidding um, me. But. Let me make sure that that's not the one in the second series, because their names do kind of... Nope, Sarah. Sarah is her name. Amazing. Jeez, oh, that's terrible. So do you have any uh, guesses on what's going on with Sarah, either of you? Uh, she's trapped in the game, or she's a representation... No, okay. Uh, my official guess is that she's a representation of the creator's spirit who wants to guide someone to the secret key that unlocks the gunpla of the heart. I'm going to go with the other trope when it comes to stuff like that. She is a player who is trapped in the game. Gotcha. Safe bets, both of you. Yeah, but it's just so hard to care at this point, right? Because she's like basically just knocked out girl. She's got mystery, but no agency and apparently no goals or personality, which, you know, puts her about on par with everyone else. But <laughs> like she doesn't even really qualify as eye candy, which is what a lot of characters in these shows do unfortunately end up kind of being let's see do we want to do high points and low points high point recording a podcast with my friends low point watching the episode <laughs> <laughs> do we want to actually do high points and low points for this uh up to you guys i actually i think i have both a high point and a low point so okay high point tyler i think mine is maggie describing the three skills necessary to become a gunpla pilot and uh the fact that he emphasizes love so much also, just Maggie generally. Just I want I want that character to be the main character. Zach. So far, he is the character that seems to have character, isn't he? Yes, I would agree with that. I I don't know if I actually have an actual like high point because even what you would think of is supposed to be the high point of them winning the battle. I'm just like, 
of course they're not going to lose in the first episode. Like, that kind of goes without saying with a series like this. Especially when your protagonist is, like, 14. 14-year-olds 14 can't lose. I don't know that I would say that I actually have a high point. Other than maybe it's, so far we've seen some pretty neat-looking Gundam designs. Yeah, I think my high point is Tyler guessing Sarah's name. <laughs> you did give me a pretty solid hint, but... It's more normal than Emily? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's a pretty normal name. Also, you said like an English name to make it uh, sound okay, exotic yes. to Japanese people. That's true. There are a lot of English names, uh, I, and I feel like more normal than Emily is very subjective. Like, I feel like if we have any Emily's listening, I'm sorry. I do think Emily's a pretty normal name. Just Sarah is, I feel like, maybe the most basic name possible. Again, apologies to Eddie Sarah's. You didn't come up with your name. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? I actually would have guessed that her name is Yuki, except one snow, that's a Japanese yeah. name. And also, yeah, because she's like white snow girl found in snow. And also we already have a character named Yuki. Low point, Tyler. I know this is probably going to be Zack's, but just how dumb Riku is falling for this stupid, stupid exploit. This implies that this guy has managed to trick several newbies into doing this exact thing. And like, how? Maybe he's done other tricks too, though. Maybe he's like, this guy's extra dumb. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. He will be back. Zach Lopoid? I just have to kind of agree with Tyler. Riku, so far, doesn't have any personality beyond being dumb as a box of rocks. And he believes in the heart of the Gundam. He's also good at soccer. Yeah, but that's not a character trait, really. What what are Riku's like really wants character flaws and drives? Uh, he wants to face the Gundam Gunpla champion on a stage. He wants to be the very best like no one ever was. Flaw, he's dumb as bricks. Drive to be the very best like no one ever was. To build them and as his real test, to battle them is his cause. He will travel <laughs> across Gundam Battle Nexus online searching in areas that are appropriate. <laughs> Teach all these Gunpla to understand the power of this giant buster rifle sword. Anyway, my turn for a low point. Um, I'm going to go with what my low point was when I first watched this. I didn't find it as bad on a rewatch, but I really found the tutorial for this fake video game really, really frustrating. Uh, we talked about the literal commercial for a Gumpla that's in this, but this series often felt to me like a commercial for Gundam Battle Nexus Online, a game that does not exist. <laughs> It'd be kind of neat if it was, Look, if it did exist. I would exist, be playing but... it right now. This half-built sure. justice gun behind me that the sprues on are gaining dust would be done. I get that there needs to be a tutorial, but this tutorial has no stakes. It introduces no plot. It just says, here, go fight some Leos. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to revise the stakes. What are the stakes here? In there this... could be in-game stakes. It, it kind of introduces a bit of plot, Tyler. Because that Leo gets back up and they don't know why. Yeah, fair. But the actual tutorial itself, if that hadn't happened, would have introduced nothing. Like, it's bad as a tutorial for a video game without any sort of setup. Well, especially because the tutorial for the video game was apparently not even a tutorial for the video game. It was a volunteer giving them advice. <laughs> that is also true. Alrighty. So, I'm looking at our Gundam list. Do we want to add anything from this episode to it? I feel like if we're going to add something, it'll probably be the gym, because... The double O hasn't... I, we have not seen the final version of the double O, right? The double O diver? It changes so much that I'm not sure when we would rank it, but I think the gym Fair. is the thing that makes the more sense. I agree with you. It's not called the gym beam spam. What is it, call what is it called? <laughs> beam master. It's gym three beam master. Yeah. Oh my god. Huh. 
So he's piloting a, a, a Gundam known as the Jim Beam. Somebody better keep an eye on that kid. <laughs> Not just the Jim Beam, the Jim Beam Master. Look, he's just brewing it till he's old enough. It's got to age, and as soon as he turns uh, whatever legal age in Japan, it'll be perfect. Did we put the pumpkin spice goof on the list? Because I feel like that is the first comparison point, because pumpkin no, spice. We, we, I mean, that's just a color change, right? So, the Jim 3 Beam Master, um, there are bits I like about it. The, the one that calls to me is the duel with the assault shroud. It has a similar feeling to me. Yeah, with, especially with the disposable missile racks. I think I like the duel more, though. I think I do too. In parts, like, while I like the orange color scheme, it's a little bit too orange because it, it's orange. That's that's it. There's not really any color balance in there. Whereas while the duel with the Assault Trout is very, like, dark blue and orange, it does at least have some different colors in there. I'm also, and I'm, I feel weird making this comparison, especially against the duel, but I feel, I've never liked the gym's design a whole lot because it's a little bit too blocky. So this is a weird comparison point, but this was also oddly featured in this episode. How do we think it compares to the Raider Gundam? I prefer the Raider, but I'm, I I think, unusually fond of the Raider. The Raider is the transforming eagle mobile suit, yep. right? I think I prefer the, the Beam Master here. I like the look of the over-the-shoulder missile racks. I like the... Like the thigh, like the thigh beam rifle thing that he's got going on. I'm not a fan of the beam saber in the knee. And then on top of that, I like his shield. I, I like the big tower shield looking thing, whereas the Raider doesn't really have that. And I'm also not a really big fan of the Gundam hammer that the Raider has. It's honestly very, very close for me, but I am leaning towards the Raider, and I can't exactly put my finger on it. I think it is just that the gym beam master looks a little too bulky for my taste. It does look very bulky. I like the the bolt because it goes really well with that big old tower shield. So it's like this is just a heavy infantry knight looking dude. Right below the raider, we have the Baku. I, I know you guys are more fond of the Baku than I, but I would put it uh, right below the raider and above the Baku. What do you guys think? I'm a little torn on that just because I really like the Baku because it is so dumb. But the missile pods, I think, actually put the gym above it for me because I'm also irrationally fond of missile pods, especially detachable ones. Yeah, I think I would agree with that assessment. Like, I like the Baku a lot, but. Like, the missile pods are kind of a neat idea. Like I said, I really like that shield. All right. So the Gym 3 Beam Master goes at number 50, above the Baku and below the Raider. Because What's a Gundam is out, we have some Gundam Wing mobile suits to rank. I think we'll just do one an episode until we get caught up. That sound good to you guys? Sure. The next one Kevin proposed is the image boy for that series, the Wing Gundam. Wait, how many total do we have right now? From Wing, we've got two. We've got the Shenlong and the Sandra. No, I'm, oh, I, I meant total? in total. 63 like... with the Gym Beam Master. At the top is the Freedom, at the bottom is the Minestral, dead in the center we have the Sword Impulse. Okay, I was just curious. We talked a bit about the Wing Gundam. We didn't actually rank it, but we were kind of debating its merits back and forth, whether we like it or not. It's my favorite of the Wing Gundams we've ranked so far. I certainly like it more than the Sandrock, which is what we have highest. It is definitely my favorite of the Wing Gundams that we've ranked so far. I, when I was younger, it was like my favorite Gundam in exi- like out there, but I've definitely walked back on that as I've gotten older. It's got a lot going for it. It's got nice sharp angles. I like the color palette. I like the stupid green gem in the center of it. I yeah, kind of hit or miss on the transformation. Does the standard wing have that gem? Yeah, the like big green one in the center. It's very prominent. It does, okay. So, I think transforming mobile suits are the thing to compare it to. How do we think it compares to the Murasame? I think it's better than the Murasame. That big cannon that it has is really neat. 
in my personal opinion. I really like the way its thrusters look when it's in mobile suit form. I'm also just, I just pulled up a picture of it and I forgot about all the really good gold accents on it. I I think the Wien's got to go above the Murasame pretty easily for me. Okay. We have the Savior just a few spots above it. I'm a big fan of the Savior, but I do think the Wing is a little bit better personally. I wonder if some of that's nostalgia, but... I'm not sure how much of it is nostalgia for me. I really like the Wing. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Savior personally, so I mean, that might be why I would definitely put the Wing above it. Um, and I like the Savior all right. Um, I think it's mostly that the wings' colors just pop a lot better. Um, I'm well. It it is in standard Gundam. It's color not scheme. really. It's it's just, it's just off of that. It's got a lot more green in it, and the yellows are more prominent. Yep. It's like clearly riffing on standard Gundam colors. Yeah. So speaking of standard Gundam colors, and also a mobile suit that has an equivalent place in Gundam Seed, the Ale Strike. How do we think it compares there? Because I like the Ale Strike more. I like the Ale Strikes, like, backpack wing things better, for sure. See, I th- I actually think I like the wings, wings, for lack of a better term with that. I think I like those better than the Ale Strikes backpack. I have I, never I, super liked them. It's, I think it's mostly color scheme. They just look a little too clunky to me. I really like the Verka version of the wings, wings, that are way more detailed, but the actual version, which is what we're ranking, I don't like as much as the Ale Strike. Yeah, and I like... I think I like the amount of blue on the wing better than I like the ale strike, but this one's a lot closer, I think. We're definitely narrowing in on the category on the Yeah, like I think it's very, very similar. It's very, very close for me. My problem here is that I think I'm gonna probably kick wing above the ale strike be probably in part due to nostalgia. I've got more nostalgia for the wing than I do for the ale strike. Alright, so are we saying above? I'm definitely saying below, but it sounds like you guys are both leaning above. I'd say above. Yeah, I'm like a 3 out of 10 above. Okay. I don't feel super strongly, but I do feel that way. Right above the Ale Strike, only comparable in that it is a Gundam and has a big gun. How do we think it compares to the Buster? Because I would put it above the Buster, actually. Even though I like the Buster pretty well. I really like the Buster, but... Yeah, I, I think the wing has a much stronger color scheme. It, for me, it's more um, the It's back. got a much cooler big gun. Like, the Buster doesn't have anything going on back there, and like I was just criticizing the wing's wings. I do like that a little bit more than nothing. Yeah, but it's also like, doesn't the Buster have like the uh, like the shoulder mounts to sling its guns up under there? Isn't that what's on the back of it? Yeah, but like that just doesn't look very good to me. I guess you're right in that it's not nothing. When it's out doing things, though, it's just got nothing. That's fair. Is kind of, I think, the point. When it's in transit and doesn't have its guns out, then it's got its guns back there. But other than that, like... It does have its missile pods and stuff. Like, I'm definitely playing devil's advocate. I think I like the wing better, but I don't know. The Buster has some merits. It also has that dumb shotgun. So right above that, only similar than that it has a big weapon, we have the sword strike. Hmm... I like the asymmetry on the sword strike quite a bit, but the wing zero, or not wing zero, the wing also has that de- a degree of that, but it's the more standard gun in one arm, shield in the other, but because the wing has that big old cannon, and I really like the wing's kind of rounded off shield. Yeah, I was just thinking, I, I don't like the sword strike shield, but I do like the wing shield, and that's a weird thing to give it to the wing on, but that's kind of where I am. Well, and it's got the same problem that the buster has, or the the... Sword Strike has the same problem that the Buster has. It doesn't have anything on its back, so it looks kind of uh, frail and slim, whereas the wing still has its thrusters. I'd probably give it to the wing. That bothers me less with the Sword Strike, because it looks like it needs to be nimble to get in and slash things. 
but I, I don't fair. think you're wrong. What, Tyler? I was going to say, weirdly, the uh, shield is actually what pushes the strike over the wing for me, because it adds that uh, asymmetry of color to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to say I like the sword strike more than the wing in this scenario. Oh, I don't want to put the wing higher, but I actually do think on the merits, I like it more than the sword strike. So. <laughs> Fair. Uh, right above that, we have the high maneuverability Jin, which has very similar wings. It's also kind of a bulky Jin, though, and I think I like a sleek Gundam design a little bit more. I think I agree. Part of the problem there is when we ranked the high mobility Jin, um, like we didn't have a whole lot else at the time and it doesn't make that big of an appearance tyler so, also really likes it but yeah I, I also like it those wings are cool oh it, it's a cool design it's just i think i'd have to go with the gun with the wing then it also has a sword and swords are cooler than guns yeah i don't know that i feel very strongly about this one i might give it to the gin that said the wings color palette still better overall yeah i i think i'm ringing toward wing sounds like zach's ringing toward wing all right i'm mm-hmm. conflicted yeah, right above the Jin, we have the Zaku Phantom, the lowest-ranking Destiny Zaku on our list, but I don't think the wing's better than any of the Destiny Zakus. The Zaku Phantom is Ray's, right? Yes. It's got the two shields and then the missiles. I really like the wing, but man, those Zaku designs in Destiny are sexy. Well, and Ray's it has the uh, two... Like, it's got the both shoulder shield yeah. thing. It's got the, like, really cool kind of, well, I guess, ghosty color palette. Oh, those come in yeah. various colors. Uh, Diarca gets one later that's black. Ooh, I think I agree. The the Warrior Zaku's just in general are all pretty solid, and I think this one is no exception. All right, so the Wing Gundam just barely misses out on the top ten because of Zaku's. <laughs> because Zaku. <laughs> so what is like the top ten? The the two Freedom du- Gundams, then the Justice, and then everything underneath it is Zaku. Uh, going up. Number 10, we have the Zaku Phantom. At number 9, we have the High Maneuverability Gen 2, which are the ones with the katanas that the terrorists use. Oh, okay. At number 8, we have the Launcher Strike. At number 7, we have the Zaku Warrior. At number 6, we have the Guf Ignited. At number 5, we have the Zaku Gunder, Gunner. At number 4, we have the Zaku Phantom Ezax. I don't remember what that's actually called, the one with the scythe. I have it listed as Ezax here. At number 3, we have the Justice. At number 2, we have the Vilkis. And at number 1, we have my baby, the Freedom Gundam. <laughs> That's funny. Isaacs is called the sl- Slash Zaku Phantom. Okay, yeah. I knew it was something like that. I'm going to change it right now. Which also has those dumb shoulder miniguns, which are amazing. So anyway, let us know in the comments or on our Discord if you liked this. Like I said, we will do this until we can do Destiny, which can't come close enough. Destiny's going to be so much better compared to this when we get to it. We're going to be screaming for Destiny, I think. <laughs> Well, hopefully it doesn't take too long to get to that. Uh, before we go out, uh, this episode, Gundam or Isekai? Zach? Uh, right now, I think I have to go with Gundam. Tyler? You know, I wrote down in my notes, is this a Gundam? And it doesn't have enough shitty teenagers, so I'm going to say Isekai. Tyler, have you seen any Isekai? <laughs> no one died, I understand that. It's still more of an Isekai, I think. Well, also, no one is a power fantasy. Bullshit. <laughs> this kid beat a one-on-one by getting lucky have you seen most of the other ones where the dude is just like all right i'm now the most op thing in the planet now well we're split so i guess we have to watch another episode see you guys next week oh not on next episode we'll dive back in (laughs) that's not bad bye